Toasties. This is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. I'm Ash. I'm Elena. And I'm Annabelle. Where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us into this shit. I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place. And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer. We are a rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. It's Elena, and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that, my friends, was a solid three-star shit show. Cheers Cheers to to that. that. Hey, Toasties. So today we're just doing, it's a 1.5 episode. Uh, And before we get started, we had a few people reach out to us. One was uh, their own personal haunted story. And you are all welcome to send us an email. With your own experiences, you can remain anonymous if you would like. Just state that in your email. Uh, we'll talk. We, we drop our email a couple of times. It's also on our detail, our, like our little like link, link I guess. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, we will be doing an episode with your stories if you grant them to us to be told Yes. on one of our upcoming episodes. So that'll be fine. Yeah. So with Gabby Petito on the news, uh, someone reached out and said that and understandably so, she's very frustrated. One of her friends has been missing for four months, and nothing has been done about it. And I can see how it feels like the media picks a specific person to focus on in a missing case. But in fact, there's lots of people in the country who are missing, ranging from children to elderly. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they go unspoken about. Maybe just a poster in your Walmart, and that's pretty much it. They're left to kind of just solve themselves. At least it feels like that. It feels like to the family and the friends when... You see one one girl is missing, and the whole world is looking for her, but when your friend is missing, it must feel very personal. Yeah. So, and, and not any disrespect to Gabby Petito. Oh, absolutely they, not. they found, so far as when, when we're recording this podcast, they found what they believe to be her remains. Mm. And it's very sad, and I'm heartbroken for the family and the friends. Yeah, absolutely. The reason I bring that up and I'm saying that is that this girl, this uh, woman who wrote us, her name is Destiny, is very frustrated because her friend has been missing for four months, and no one seems to want to speak about it. So she sent me an email. You can hear her frustration in her email about the way that um, this has been neglected. And yeah. so I offer to put her on her podcast. And I also will share um, her friend Kelly, who's missing. I'll share her Facebook uh, page and a picture of her. If anyone in the Florida area has seen her, uh, please reach out, reach out to local police department. Reach out to Destiny, uh, or at least on this girl's Facebook page. It looks like it's being monitored by friends and family. So I'm going to read her email. I just wanted you guys to be aware that she is... Um, she's upset, and rightfully so. If this was Ashley and she was missing for four months and no one was talking about it, but I would be... Oh, yeah. I'd be frustrated, too. We'd be shouting from the rooftops if this happened to anybody that we knew. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'd burn the world down to find Ashley. Absolutely. So, uh, her email reads, My name is Destiny McFarlane. 
I grew up in Madison Heights, Michigan, a small city on the outskirts of Detroit. I've seen a lot in my day, even even only at 30 years old. The things I've been through would blow you away. But after moving to Brandon, Florida, I can say with absolute certainty that I have never been through something like this. I see this girl, Gabby Petito's story, every three minutes as I scroll my social media platforms. I see this as I sit here thinking about my dear friend, Kelly Marie Vasquez. Yes, let me say that again for you, Kelly Marie Vasquez. She's been missing for four months with so many disturbing things surrounding the disappearance. But yet, because she did drugs here and there, she's deemed a runaway or whatever is logical in the closed-minded people's brains. I know her. I know her. She would never sell her phones. She would never stay off social media or her damn Snapchat for four months. And here I am still not seeing anything anywhere about her or the dozens of other girls missing from Plant City or the surrounding cities. Girls have been going missing here left and right, yet I only see these specific girls being thrown on every front page or big news story of the night. Why does Gabby's story get to be put out like this? Why is her worth her life worth more to the whole country to look for, but turns her back on girls missing right in their own neighborhoods? This is a serious problem. These are people's lives. These, these are people's daughters, sisters, mothers, just gone. You can die, decide for yourself if the story is worth telling. I think we both know this would bust open a huge can of worms because no one really wants to address how fucked our society actually is, especially when it comes to these girls' lives. Regardless of anything, you'll go. Regardless of anything, you'll go home and take a shower, wash the day off, and be able to eat a hot meal, or maybe go home and hug your kids. No matter what, you can do that. But Kelly, who knows? Who knows if she's hungry, if she's cold, hurt, alone, praying we will come for her. Maybe she's alone in a ditch, and she screamed for us to help for her. But we were all too far and would never come to her. I can't live with that. I refuse. Thank you for reading. I hope to hear back from anyone about this. All my best, Destiny McFarland. Destiny um, and, and Kelly's family, if you're listening, um, we're so sorry for your, for your loss, for the, how scary. And I guess on alone, you probably filmed this whole process. It seems like no one's really helped you out. Um, you don't have any answers about Kelly. That's got to be one of the, I can't imagine, one of the worst things someone can experience in their life is just not knowing what happened to your friend or your family. Um you, you did speak about how this is going on a lot in a certain city, Plant City. Um, if you had more information on what's going on that, I, w- I think we'd love to hear about the, all, all the like missing girls. And Yeah. I actually have some connections in Florida, not to Plant City specifically, but I do have some um, law enforcement friends in Florida. I'll give them a call tomorrow to yeah. see what I can find. If I have any updates, we'll do it on the podcast. Yeah. And of course, reach out to her. Yeah, we'll reach out to you first and then go from there. But um, thanks for reaching out, and um, we're happy to put her on here on our Facebook page. We're going to have Kelly's missing page, her Facebook page, and then so if you've if you've seen Kelly um, or anyone who resembles her, and just know anything that could be going on, uh, you know, just go on that missing page and and uh, let them know if you've seen her, especially if you're in the Florida surrounding areas. We have a few people in Georgia who've been listening and. That borders Florida, you know. We do have some people in Florida that listen. I cannot believe that we have over 50 downloads on our first podcast. <laughs> I literally am, like, in shock. Are there? Oh, yeah. Me, too. I was... Yeah, I'm just like, what 50 people... Do we know 50 people? <laughs> I don't think there's 50 people that would want to, like, listen to us talk. <laughs> <laughs> and ramble. <laughs> and ramble. I know. Well, we do have some crazy misadventures, but no, I mean, like, people in Canada listened, so shout out to our Canadian neighbors. 
know, right? I'm wondering if it's some of the Canadian people from my work. Oh. I have them. On, I have them on my Facebook. I don't know. I know I do have one friend in Canada, but I don't know if he is in Canada currently or if he's in Florida, because I thought he was in Florida, because he goes, you know, back and forth. He goes back and forth, right? Winter and summer. So I do have one friend. I have one. No, I have two. I have a workmate that lives in Canada. So, huh, I don't know. How many, how many, Canadian, how many Canadians did we have listed? Just one? No, I think there was multiple, actually. I think there was like three or four. I only have two or three on my Facebook. I don't know. Maybe recommendations. Maybe our toasties are getting the word out. Yes, maybe. I mean, Heather from work, she was like, you guys are hilarious. And I'm like, we're okay. okay. <laughs> I mean. I'm funny. Those other two, I don't know about. We, we think we're hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if other people think we're hysterical. But, hey, man, I'm excited. We've had a lot of people reach out on our Facebook group, which is uh, Ghosted Roasted Toasted Podcast. Right? Yeah. On Facebook. So we've had some people reach out. I've had some people email us ghost stories of their own. So I'm super excited about that. That's, it's just wild to me that people in, enjoy what we enjoy. I thought we were the only creepers. <laughs> Welcome back, Toasties, to what is this, our third episode? Fourth no, episode? No, this is 1.5. Oh, this is just a mini episode. Yes, this is a mini episode. Uh-huh. I mean, we've recorded other episodes, but as far as publishing, this is our 1.5. See, I don't keep track of that. I just do the editing and stuff. Yeah, all the back work. Yeah, but if you're still around, thanks for sticking around. Oh my gosh, can you believe we've had, drumroll, like over 50 downloads. I know. It's so funny because hope, I'm hoping in the year we're going to come back and look at this and just laugh and be like, we thought those were good numbers. But I'm still like, I'm still surprised. I was going to be happy with like 20. In fact, I was happy yeah. when we hit 20. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm in shock. I'm in awe. I'm thankful. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to us. And we've gone um, to so many different states. I think we were up to like 13 different states and then two different countries. We went yeah, to Canada. Canada and Nigeria, which I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hacker. Pretty Maybe. sure it's just a hacker. Maybe not. <laughs> hey, Nigerian listening to us, if you weren't a hacker, man, thanks for showing up. <laughs> and let us know that you weren't a hacker. But if you're a prince that needs their gold funneled over into don't, America, don't, don't contact Don't invite us. them. <laughs> So we do have Ashley on the phone because it's just the best way that we could figure out how to do this over, you know, literally the half um, the country. 16,000 miles or something. Yeah. Else. No, I think it's actually like, like, no, it's like 2,700 miles. I, think. miles. I was kidding. I can math. The drama. It's like 2,000 miles. But. So anyway, so today we decided it would be a really good idea for us to kind of put a bucket list together. And we would love to hear what your guys' bucket list is. Is there anywhere that you wanted to go that was haunted or just has really interesting history? If you do, you can email us at ghostroastedandtoastedpodcast at gmail.com. I was right racing to get our podcast launched. And so when I created the the email account i forgot to put the id at the end of ghosted <laughs> so it's ghost roasted and toasted podcast at gmail.com yeah or you can um message us on facebook yep which is ghosted roasted and toasted podcast, and toasted podcast group. group correct or you can find us on instagram and i could it's kind of confusing so just don't find us on instagram <laughs> <laughs> it's like grtp underscore 
Oddcast, so O-D-C-A-S-T. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's our Instagram thing. Ghost of Roast and Toasted was taken as a huh. name. Yeah. That's weird. Um, who took our Instagram name? Who the hell? I don't know. But speaking of Instagram, let me tell you about, like, my dumbass. This is why y'all should not put me in charge of marketing. So... <laughs> I immediately post that we launched our first episode and someone comments underneath it and says, you should promote it at this, this place, you know, like this Instagram account. And so I reach out to them and I'm like, Hey, I'm interested in promoting my podcast on your page. They have like 1.1 million followers on it. I'm stoked. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is good. I don't know how much it's going to cost, but if it's the price range, I'm totally going to pay for it. So I send a DM and tell them, you know, I'm excited. I would love to have you promote me. And um, a few questions though. How many followers do people typically get when you promote? And so he shows me a bunch of screenshots where people have like 26,000 followers, 30,000 followers, etc. And I'm like, great, I'm interested. And he's like, okay, here's the price ranges. And it's like $35 for him to post it and for it to go on a story. I think he's supposed to post it like every week for three weeks or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, he did end up posting it a week. I mean, today was when he posted it. So a week it. later. So a week later, all I got was bots and more people wanting me to pr- like pay to promote my podcast on their group and someone from OnlyFans promotion group. Oh my gosh. She's like, your profile is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me promote it on OnlyFans. That's not the people I'm but looking for. It's not exactly our audience. I mean, I absolutely do but, your you know, thing. Hey, do you boo. But you can't see my boobs on podcasts. And I'm not selling you my panties. Unless it's worth a lot of money. I would absolutely sell my panties. <laughs> they go for like 80 bucks a pair. And all you have to do is wear them for like two hours. But I don't. Never mind. That's weird. Oh. I go commando. Commando. Mom's like, I'll, sh- I'll sell you a job and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so down Small little feet with small little bitty toes. Like, that's got to be a niche somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you're hitting the wrong jackpot, baby. You're literally carrying gallon jet, like jugs right. of milk on your chest. You forget that you have, like, G boobies. So, yeah. So, that was I'm my not- first experiment. Experiment. Well, it wasn't an experiment, I guess. It wasn't an experiment. Ex- experience paying for podcast promotion. Won't do it again. They did write me back, and they were like, "We, if you want 10,000 followers, just pay us $90, $90. And I was like, yeah, no thanks, because I'm just going to get a bunch of, po- like, probably just yeah. robots. You know, it's sad that people scam people in the world. You know what I mean? No, because it's our dumbasses who fall for it. Well, that's true. I don't know. Well, yeah, so our bucket list. So all we both have individualized cocktails for the night, and they're based off of our bucket list place. So, mom, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. So let me preface this with I literally have always wanted to go to Ireland. That has been my dream since I was a little girl. I've always felt very connected to Ireland. We do have Irish roots in Cork. Um, when I traced our ancestry back and I used to do this. So I, I do a lot of HR safety work in my real job and I um, always do this kind of get to know you game. And part of it, one of the questions that I ask everybody is if you could go anywhere for free on vacation for two weeks, all expenses paid, where would you go? And my answer has literally always been Ireland, right? Never changed. It's always where I wanted to go. Fast forward into my life on St. Patrick's day, I'm out with a bunch of friends and I meet an Irish guy. A guy literally from Ireland. Um, we end up getting married the very next St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and um, he is from Galway, Ireland originally. He is a U.S. citizen now. Yeah, so great, crazy twist of events in my life. So if you can guess where I would go, 
Of course, it's going to be Ireland, right? So obviously, my bucket list um, is a haunted place um, in Ireland. And because my husband's very sexy and because this is actually my favorite cocktail, period, end of story, always going to be my favorite cocktail. It's called The Sexy. Uh, my husband and I used to own an Irish bar in Houston, and I sold this quite a bit, and it was my favorite drink when I'd walk into the bar. My bartenders knew absolutely to make this particular drink for me. Again, it's called a Sexy. It's made with one part Sexton whiskey, which is an Irish single malt whiskey. They age it in a sherry cask for four years. It's just, ugh, I can't even describe how good this whiskey is. Um, so one part Sexton with Sexton, sorry, Sexton whiskey, three parts sweet and sour mix, a little splash of Sprite. You shake that up over some ice, pour it into a cup with about two thirds ice. Then you put a little uh, smidge of cherry juice or grenadine and a little cherry to top it off. It is amazeballs. All right, so the place that I want to go actually is related to my husband's family. So my husband is an uh O'Carroll on his mother's side of the family. When I started doing some research on their family line, I found out that this castle, again, a place that I always wanted to go, was their ancestral home. It is known as the most haunted castle in Ireland. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, Ghost Adventures went there. Oh, Zach Bagans. Oh, Zach Bagans. Yes, so, huh? This place is leaked to Warren? It sure is. It was originally an O'Carroll castle. Yeah, super cool, right? So, uh, again, Aaron and and um, Zach and I think Nick, back when Nick was on the show, they all went to Leap Castle. So, Leap Castle is the name of the castle. This is when they talked to the witch, right? I think they did. I didn't get to watch the... I've watched the episode in the past. I didn't get to watch it all on YouTube before we did this recording. But I did pull up some of the information about it. And I know that Aaron supposedly uh, felt like he got attacked... Um, by a demon or the devil. And Aaron always thinks he just got attacked. I freaking love Aaron. He is my favorite. I only watch it for Aaron, I swear to God. I watch it for Zach back. Sorry, we're going to get banned, blocked from his Twitter, I'm eh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even have a Twitter. We love you, I don't so have a, whatever. I don't have a Twitter, but he's going to find a way to block me on it. <laughs> he's going to block it. I watch it for Zach Baggins' bullshit. My favorite's when he asks the spirit if it likes his tattoos, and they claim the spirit came back and said, it's sick. Like... <laughs> Let me let me tell you something. Okay, so your sister, your sister and Zach should have been related. Oh, the hypocrisy of oh, it all. The drama. The drama. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's laughing because she knows it's true. It's so true. Hand to the forehead and falling to the floor. It's literally what mom did when she it's said it. It's literally what I was doing when I said it. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> So anyway, uh, they did get some EVPs there, and um, there's also a garden there. There's it's a lot of really cool stuff at Leap Castle. It is currently privately owned. Um, I do think the the current owner allows people to stay, uh, but it's pretty limited. He's been restoring it for about 25 years or so. <clears throat> but Could you it, imagine owning a castle? Sorry, yes. I, the chocolate cake got stuck in my throat. At the same time, I swallowed my own spit. So sorry. <laughs> Yes, I can. You can't imagine only your yes, own castle? Yes, I think I did in a previous life. We're going to talk about... I was thinking that we should talk about uh, Not Away Plantation. Oh, yeah. At a different episode. Oh, absolutely. Because I was going to talk about... How Ash, is that uh, not even on our list yet? I don't know. I was going to talk about um, Charlotte's like past life experience at Josie Cabin. So I think oh. past life episode would be really fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, and I actually have something about Charlotte in the story, but not 
our Charlotte. There is a Charlotte. I saw that. Yeah. So again, Elite Castle, it's very well known in Ireland for being, you know, very haunted. It was built in the 1500s under the supervision, supervision, words make sense, Um, Under the supervision of a powerful and very warning, as they say, O'Carroll clan, Leap Castle has been the center of much bloodshed and um, some pretty brutal attacks. And not just on other people. Like, they killed off each other. So sorry, babe. Your family, they're pretty brutal. And, you know, having known the family now, I can't disagree. Anyway. Ooh, shots fired. Uh, but really, this Leap Castle is so well known. Its reputation is huge. There's a lot of factors that kind of contribute to its sinister um, reputation, if you will. And a lot of those just revolve around all the tragedy and the bloodshed that's happened there over all this time. The uh, The legend has it that there were two O'Bannon, I think is the, the name, O'Bannon brothers. They were contesting kind of the craftsmanship, or the not the craftsmanship, the the chief, how do you say, the chieftain, the chief. Is that a word? Did you yeah. just make up a word? No, no, I didn't make up. It's a. Give me the Webster Dictionary. I think you just made up a word. Chieftainship. Yes, that's a word. Of the clan. Like the leader, right? Like the big boss, the big, the dawn, as we'd say in Italy. Right? The the leader of the clan. And so he, um, or the, the O'Bannon brothers, uh, they were kind of secondary ruling under the O'Carrolls. And there was a lot of arguments between the two families, as there is in Ireland. If you go back and kind of study a lot of the history, there's a lot of clan fighting over there. It's really dark and dreary with all the rain. They got nothing better to do. Maybe. So, <laughs> anyway, these two brothers get in a fight over who is going to rule under the reigning O'Carroll clan, and they both decide to jump off a rocky outcrop where the castle was to be built. So before it was even built, there was death. Brothers. It's supposed to be that the survivor you know who what? won. Honestly, I'm just I'm not got to be the chieftain. I was still. Alright, the castle is said to have been built on a druid uh intuition site, and the druids knew the areas were very dense with spiritual energy, and they do believe a lot of this in Ireland, and, and I believe a lot of it as well. Um, something I didn't put into my notes, but I wanted to side note on is um the belief in fairies. And there is a garden nearby. There's said to be fairies there. Um, when Warren and I got married, one of the things that his mom asked us to do was to put a fairy door in our house. It's an Irish tradition where you um, have the fairy door so that you invite the fairies into your house. It's for good luck. And I believe the saying is which means uh, a thousand welcomes that you're supposed to put over the door. Anyway, so uh, I don't know if a lot of people know about fairy or fae, but I think people think like Tinkerbell and, and reality is fae's oh, no. not nice, right? Yeah, no, not normal. Not yeah. some of them, right? Some some supposedly are. They're kind of mischievous, but I've yeah. heard that they, like, never tell a lie. Just because they're not telling a lie doesn't mean that they're not leading you astray. They're very, like, what's what I'm looking for? You just can't really trust them. For something that never lies, you can't trust. Well, in America, we call it shady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good word for it. But mischievous? No, mischievous is like... No. like Yeah. I, I would love to do a series, too, on fairies and fays. I think that would be a good one. I don't know. We'd have to do a little research. Um, but the castle, let's go back to Leap Castle. <laughs> so the castle is said to have been built, again, on this Druid intuition site. And um, also that it situates over two ley lines. Ooh, so, I yeah. know you love your ley lines. I do love my ley lines, which I am pretty sure Pocatello, Idaho, where we live, is on a ley line. And up. I know for a fact that there are several ley lines that run through New Orleans. Um, 
been there, done that. So in these areas, the veneer between the physical and the spirit realms is much thinner, of course, because it's almost it's almost palpable. Um, the energy just allows itself to manifest there because of the ley lines and because of the the uh, intuition sight from the druids. So it kind of depends on your positivity or your negativity, right? When you go in, you know, what's going to be more stronger? Is it going to... More strong? Is that a word? Is that a sentence? Uh, more stronger? strong? It's... Okay, we'll just go with that. Don't judge me for my bad English. She's from the South. I grew up in Louisiana. Um, go Cougars. Anyway, so whichever is more positive or negative you know, tends to be how the effect is and what the effect is going to be. And since there was so many tragedies in Leap Castle and, and on the property of Leap Castle, it only kind of goes to say that they were going to have some, you know, spirits that hung around, some negative energies, hopefully some positive energies as well we'll talk about. But though Carol's, let's talk about them a little bit. They were extremely vicious and very hostile. They had a real lust for power and it consumed them and they would happily kill anybody who stood in their way. Many of the very unfortunate victims of the O'Carrolls still roam the halls and corridors of Leap Castle, so they say. The O'Carrolls were a very fierce and brutal clan, and uh, they had a struggle for power and supremacy not only amongst other people, but amongst themselves too. John O'Carroll was thought to be the first prince of, I think it's called Eli, who lived at Leap Castle. It's very probable that it was him who was responsible for the construction in the very earliest parts of the you know castle being constructed. And also, so that would have made him... Uh, the clan leader. And then there was a guy named Mulroney, that's a name to say, Mulroney O'Carroll, who was kind of known for his strength and bravery and valor. And he was actually considered a very good leader, but he died in 1532. That's a long freaking time ago, y'all. He died in 1532 after a rulership of 42 years. So not too bad. And then his son took over, and I believe you pronounce his son's name, Fjordgrimen. (laughs) That's another word she made up. I'm not trying to make up Drink every time she makes up a word. (laughs) I'm telling you. I think his name is Finger Hyman. Anyway. (laughs) There's such a bad joke there. Oh my God, please somebody stop me. I'm going to have to say it. (laughs) No, don't do it. No, no. No. Or or Finger. You'd find my Hyman with your finger. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I did it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> That's a joke. I lost my hymen a long time ago. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. She just this said that. We can't take you anywhere. We can't. Oh, my God. Oh, we were I'm on a, a terrible line. parent. I told you we were on a ley line. Mm-hmm. So the son took over. He was murdered in 1541. He took over and was murdered in 1541 by the Omolis. Drink. Yeah, another oh, word that I can't. Malloy's. Malloy's, that's it. Why did I not say that word correctly? Anyway, he was very quick to kind of cons- uh, assume the command. And then, guess what? He got killed because that's what they do. And he was killed by his own uh, family member. So uh, the father murdered the son, actually, is what happened there. And in turn, the younger brother ended up taking over. It's just been a long line of who begot, who killed, and who begot. I mean, literally, this family couldn't keep it together. So, um, but eventually, there was a Charles O'Carroll that killed Mulneroy, and he became the prince, and he was actually knighted by the king in 1586. Hey. Yeah. So, so Char- old school. Old school. I told you old school, right? We went way back. 
Then Charles O'Carroll, he was slain in the 1600s after he took over, you know. Um, So that was retaliation because he had previously killed 150 of his own men and also some other nobles. So it was thought that he had come to lose trust in his own, you know, by his own men. And upon time to pay them for their services, very few of them trusted them to actually pay him. They knew where he slept. So guess what? They, they killed him. Dun, dun, dun. They canceled that motherfucker. They, they canceled, they can, <laughs> cancel cultured him. Mm-hmm. The Bloody Chapel is part of the castle. It is an actual chapel on the grounds because that's what they do or they did a lot in that time is you would have your own actual chapel on the grounds. You'd even have your own priest that was designated to that particular chapel or the family had a priest, right? And so the Bloody Chapel is the home of many spirits. People passing through the castle at night have reported Bright light streaming from the upper windows. And this accordance has been reported since the time of the Darby. So the Darbys took over after the O'Carrolls. And when the castle was left, um, a burnt out shell in 1922. So basically it caught on fire and they did have to renovate the home in 1922. Uh, this event was also reported by passerbyers that they could see and see the lights, see the illumination coming from the chapel and smell rubber being burnt inside, which is kind of strange. One of the most well-known is referred to as the O'Carroll priest. So he's most, one of the most well-known ghosts that haunt the place. After the death of Mulroney O'Carroll in 1532, there was a, a fierce power struggle between the Carroll family and the brother fought against, you know, the chieftain and so on and so forth. And they killed their brothers. Supposedly, it's believed that the priest started a mass before the arrival of his brother. And that was considered to be a great insult. Remember the one brother who killed the other brother? Mm-hmm. You so, like all the brothers, it seems? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so um, the priest started the mass before the arrival of the other brother, and that was like a horrible insult. And so this angered him so much that he flew into a rage and slaughtered him where he stood. So the priest has been seen on many occasions in what's called the Bloody Chapel uh, and, you know, people still see it to this day. The other location within the castle is called the Ambulant. It's one of the more kind of sinister features of the Bloody Chapel. Um, it's a small chamber that's within the Bloody Chapel. It's thought to be originally used for, like, keeping valuables, you know, goods, um, gold, things like that. Or where they would hide things that they didn't want people to steal. And so they've modified the chamber <laughs> later, though Carol's did, to be a dungeon, of course. And uh, so a lot of people say that they feel trapped down there um, and that there is actually a trap door even down there, but I don't know if that's true. Once someone was thrown into the ambulance, they were kind of forgotten. And the O'Carrolls were said to be extremely cunning and brutal clan, stopping at nothing to achieve domination. So, you know, if they were going to throw you down there, they really didn't give a crap about you. So they were going to leave you down there. They also used a lot of poisons and throat cutting in their kills. And so there was a lot of corpses that were found in the ovulant. 39 of them actually is what's said to be known. That there were 39 bodies found in the ovulant. That kind of gives you a good idea of how the O'Carrolls are. Now, I won't say that my husband doesn't have a temper, but, you know, let's, uh, let's hope it doesn't get to that extreme, right? There is a current owner. His name is Sean Ryan. I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, there is a current <laughs> owner. His name is Sean Ryan. I can't remember if I said that before, but uh, he actually speaks of a man who is seen seems to kind of live in the ambulance, and he leaves a bloody chapel on occasion, and he'll kind of wander to the lower levels of the castle. Now, what I wanted to talk to you about, too, was the two little girls, Emily and Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes, our Charlotte. 
So there are two young girls that have been seen at Luke Castle. They mainly are seen playing in the main hall. They're running up and down the stairs, as little girls do, right? And they are believed to have lived in the castle in the 1600s. Emily died at 11 after falling from the castle's um, uh, southeastern battlements. And people outside the castle have seen a girl falling off the castle roof and disappearing before hitting the ground. So that, to me, seems like one of those reoccurring yeah. uh, where they're just, you know. They don't really understand what they're dead. Right. And then Charlotte has been seen with a deformed leg that drags behind her. Aww. I know. It's kind of sad. But also I've heard that the priest um, that's known to haunt as well is known to be with the kids a lot and the old caregiver hmm. that was their caregiver um, in the 1600s. They'll see that lady with her. There are a lot of things I didn't talk about in um, Leap Castle. Um, there's a lady in red that supposedly haunts there's it. There's always a lady in red. Always. Or, lady in or white red. or a lady in red, right? Instead of radiant lead. A radiant lead. <laughs> or that. Yeah. yeah, there's always seems to be either a lady in white or a lady in red. But there are other things about the castle I didn't get into too deeply. But I wanted to kind of go um, delve into the O'Carroll side of it. They were the original owners of the castle. They did fight hard to defend it. They were overtaken eventually, but it was, you know, a hundred so years later. You know, it was the times, man. It's what you did. You killed your brother because you wanted to be the clan leader. Can we go back to those times? You can't kill your sister. I was talking about my brother. Mm, Ashley, you're with me on this one. Damn. I mean, no. (laughs) No. She's so mean. You wouldn't? No. no. Oh, my God. Again, am I the judgmental one? Yes. Is it me? Am I the drama? Is, is it me, Jesus? I yes. can be the drama. <laughs> you think? Anyway, so that's my little uh, recant on Leap Castle. It's where I want to go so very badly. We actually had a trip planned to Ireland in 2020 in June, right in the midst. What happened? What happened in 2020? Freaking COVID. <laughs> yeah. So... Because of COVID, we couldn't go to Ireland. We did, decided to come to Idaho instead, and we ended up moving here. We love it. We have property here, and we love it. But we were going to go to Ireland. We had this road trip planned out. We were going to go to Leap Castle. Uh, we were going to go to Galway. That's where my husband's family's from. So we were going to go see all the, the cool things. There's a Oceanside town where there is an albino dolphin. Um, it's called the Dingle Dolphin. And I wanted to go see that. that There's was one in Louisiana. Is it really? Yeah, the pink dolphins, albino dolphins, are sunburned. Oh. Well, they say that he, like, comes up to the shore, and he's, mm-hmm. like, super friendly and whatever. And, huh. Yeah. He's over here trying to go all the way to Ireland to see something she could literally have seen in her home state. But is, <laughs> but is it an Irish dolphin? We were going to go drive. <laughs> when, it, when it makes its dolphin noise, does it have an accent? <laughs> it may. Um, we were going to drive the cliffs some more, you know, just see all the things that we wanted to see. We were going to go to going to go to Cork because I wanted to research our history, our family line a little further uh, into Cork because the research I found was our great, 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 whatever, um, grandfather of some sort. He was the mayor. Our family was the mayor of Cork for over 300 years. So it traced it back. It's like a long time to be a mayor. Not, not one person. That's the family thing. continued the legacy oh because i'm like well 300 years that goes right nicely into what i am gonna uh, talk about oh, oh does it now <laughs> it does oh. but also just in case anyone missed it where's your husband from again Galway, Arling. okay that's like the fifth time you've let everyone okay. on the podcast know <laughs> don't mention how cute he is with his red hair and blue eyes and freckles he's so cute. just like every other irishman uh-uh. he's so cute again he's sexy look at my drink what 
he's your husband. Am I supposed to be like, oh, yeah, he is. Well, no, that'd be gross. Okay, then. I can't win with her. <laughs> anyway, so going into what my next, uh, what my bucket list item is, if anyone knows me, it should not be surprising in the least that it's Greece. Um, specifically, I want to go to the Island of Vampires, which is, I think it's off. If I, I'm su- I suck at geography. And it took me four years to realize it wasn't called geology. <laughs> <laughs> That's I how bad not, I am at it. I'm not with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember we were one time, I think we were texting uh, Jason, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I just really suck at geology. And he was like, you must because it's geography. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, so, yes, yeah, so I want to go to the Island of Vampires, and because I'm in Greece, I picked, and no, again, not surprising, my drink of the night is called Greek Sex on the Beach. And it is two parts vodka, one and a half part Bacard- Bacardi lemon rum, two parts grenadine, two and a half parts orange juice, one part gold tequila, and one part Southern Comfort peach liquor. Listen, this is going to get you fucked up, okay? So, uh, drink I'm, responsibly. I'm just confused. Did you... It's a lot of parts. Wait, did you pick this drink because it's from Greece or because you are right now sexually deprived <laughs> and you need sex on the beach? Mother. Yes. <laughs> You are so sexually frustrated. I'm about to strangle you. You're so sexually frustrated. You know about it, which is a problem. That's a problem. Not, let's not talk about it on the okay. podcast, okay? okay. Um, I picked this drink because it was the only Greek drink that didn't have what was called like ooh. A, a, a drink? A, what'd you call it? A Greek drink. A Greek, say, say Greek three drink. Times, three times fast. <laughs> Greek drink. 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 <laughs> Greek drink, Greek drink, Greek drink. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's a tongue twister for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I picked this drink because the only one that I could find that was a Greek drink that didn't have what's called, like, uvu or uvu. It's O-U-V-O. I don't know. Avoy? 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 It's Greek, so don't don't put a French twist on it. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't even know if we can get it here. So I picked what had American drinks in it. Also, it just is very fitting for my lifestyle. But anyways, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. It's a lot of parts. Honestly, just mix it till it tastes good. Santorini, uh, actually, it once held, like, the reputation for being the most vampire-infested place in the world. I know what you're thinking. Wait. I know. No, I know. One, your first thought when you think vampires is what? Trans- New Orleans? Transylvania. Oh, well... Mine's because of the interview of the vampire. Oh. So. Okay, well, 99% of the rest of the world is going to think Transylvania with Dracula. Am I the only one that thinks New Orleans? I don't know, Ashley. What was your first thought? Like, when you think vampires, where do you think they're from? Uh, Transylvania. See? Thank you. New Orleans. Anyways. Um, you said New Orleans. Were Ma, you not listening? Yeah, where were you? Yeah, so San, Santorini actually wants the reputation for being the most vampire-infested place in the world. Not only was it known for vampires and being infested with vampires, uh, it was also steeped in legends with ghosts, ghouls, and other, like, creepy, crawly creatures. But the biggest, like, fear among them... Um, a monk? <laughs> a monk? Not a monk. A monk might scare them. <laughs> were shadowy figures that they called... I'm going to try to pronounce it. Please bear with me. If you were... I don't know if they're called... Are they called a Greek or Grecian? I don't... If you're from Greece, don't don't hate me. I I can't spell. I can't sound stuff out. I <laughs> thought geography edu- was named geology. You're the smart one of us. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a problem. I inherited it. Anyways. Oh, oh bitch slap her. <laughs> they call them Vicolicus or Vicolatios, but I think that's probably like, a, I don't know. Vicolic. It's, it's a type of vampire. <laughs> She's trying to phonetically sound it out like... Arapaho or Arapaho. 
Um, so the, these creatures are said to have been born. Like, there's, they said that there's several ways that you can be born as a vampire in, during this time. And, and you know what's interesting about the Vampire Island is that it's a lot like our Salem Witch Trials. A lot of people were accusing people of being vampires. They were bringing them to these places, and they were killing them. Yeah. So anyway, so they believe that the way to ter- become this creature is they're born like when babies are stillborn or people who died without receiving their, receiving their final rites. If someone was conceived or born on a holy day, which apparently was completely sacrilegious. Like, you choose that. Like, how dare you die on a holy so day? So if I chose to be born on a holy day, then I'm evil? No, I think it was you die. No, it oh. says born. No, it doesn't. You're right. It says born. So if I was born on a holy day, I'm evil. Yep. How that dare makes the you. opposite of sense. How dare you? How dare you be born on the God's audacity. day? audacity. If someone ate meat of an animal that had been accidentally killed or improper, it wasn't properly slaughtered. Which, I mean, how would you know? You know? How would they know? How would they, how would they know? If a person didn't have a proper burial, if someone died who had a sinful life, which... <laughs> Guilty. If a body was passed over by an animal before its burial, so like if you died in the woods and a deer walked over you. Is this where the whole possum run over my grave thing comes from? And it shivers. I don't know if that's where it comes from, though, but maybe. If a person was killed by a vampire, just like oh, well, the, duh. the typical, you know, that was the typical standard. way that a vampire kills you. Yeah. So there's, there's, obviously there's a lot of room for how you could turn into a vampire. I think they were just shooting darts at a dartboard, you know, and was like, this must be the reason why. So if you were accidentally killed, you're evil. You're a vampire. No, you turned into a vampire? Wait. I think it's under the circumstances. Like, you can be accidentally killed, but did, did an animal cross over your body while you laid in the street dead? Oh. Or, um... Did you get your final rights before you passed away? Yeah, I was going to say, Which what's a not, proper right? burial So if you died, if you died quickly, and there wasn't someone, because I think, like, Catholic was really big. Catholicism, also, yeah, yeah, probably. I can't ever say that word. I just went with Catholic. <laughs> Listen, stop it, okay? <laughs> but, like, if a priest wasn't there to, to give you your oh, final rights yeah, before you passed. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So if it was a quick, sudden death, then probably going to turn into a vampire. So anyway, so yeah, so there's lots of room for these. Uh, it's no surprise that I was, like, supposedly super infested. With the vampire, so um, okay, so San, San Santorini was also thought to have been like the leading experts on fighting vampires, probably because they had the most experience with this with these people, these unfortunate souls. And they said they had captured vampires and brought them to island to be dealt with. The vampire hunters of the Santorini had Santorini had a lot on their plates because they like they they think that these vampires like were not only they were they deadly, but they were also like familiar with us, you know. So they kind of knew the things that like normal people would do, and so they were kind of mischievous. And so, unlike most vampire s- stories where like they can't be in the sun or like Twilight, they glitter in the sun. Oh, I love it when they glitter. <laughs> These vampires actually could come out in the sun. They so they looked more like what we would think of like zombies, more so than like our standard like how vampires are typically like beautiful and immortal. Oh. And so during the night they were dangerous, and during the day they were mischievous. So more of the Kind of the original going back to vampires looking kind of like blood sunken in. Yeah. Grossness. Yeah, I'd go like your original Dracula. He wasn't necessarily handsome. So like the original Dracula, he was gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then not Edward. That'd be close. Yeah. Edward wasn't attractive anyways, but. Team Jacob. Don't come at me. Just Team Jacob. He has a slanty forehead. But he glitters. (laughs) He looks like a diamond. (laughs) So yeah, they'd be awkward. So awkward. So that, awkward. All of Twilight is cringe. All of it. So cringy. You guys made me watch all the Twilight. The books. We game. like the books. It's what Jessica wanted for her birthday. I didn't want it. I just wanted Jessica to have a happy birthday. See, they got me. They got me so drunk the night before. I physically 
could not move to go anywhere else. I was so hungover and trapped me into watching all the Twilight movies in a day. Oh, no. That's she, torture. She was so drunk, though. She doesn't remember any of them. Oh. She gets, she got a, she found a mental checkout. Ah. She just completely yeah. dissociated. Nice. Good job, <laughs> Ashley. Anyway, so the way that they're mischievous, it would be that they would do, like, silly antics, like sitting on or crushing sleeping victims, which I don't, that doesn't sound mischievous. That sounds like murder uh, yeah, to me. It just sounds like murder. <laughs> yeah. Um, they'd, pull on, they'd, they'd pull on, like, the bedclothes as people were sleeping or eat all the food and the wine in the homes, and that right I there. Will, that pisses me off That right, right there. there. No, is where you cross the motherfucking line. Don't fucking eat my food. Don't drink my wine. Fuck the food. <laughs> uh, they'd mock people or throw stones at them, which really honestly kind of sounds like... On their way to church, though. Like, they would do that on their way yeah. to church. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, though, we got a little bit of that going on in the world today, almost. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's really not that, yeah. uh, that surprising. Y'all all be vampires out there. <laughs> so to defeat them, they had to be decapitated or impaled on a spike, which is... Which is a common, like, that, that, that's not super surprising. No. And they thought that mainly only a man of church was the one who was up to the task to do it. Oh, so he was, like, the specific person that was really good at it, I guess. Well, I think, like, anyone could do it, but they only thought, like, a man of God was, like, strong enough to do it or could oh, withstand gotcha. the... Oh, like a man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go, can we just go back real quick to this on a spike thing? Am I, am I the only one that that really creeps out? I don't know, spike? Yeah. No, that's been around for, like, the, the dawn of time, honestly. It's just... So brutal, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there are a few people I wouldn't mind. Never mind. I'm not Girl. <laughs> for, for legal reasons, she's for, joking. Just, just kidding. So it's not really, like, uncommon for Greek people. I want to say that there's a word, Grecian. Grecian. Yeah. Grecian, Grecian. people to believe in, like, the undead existing. It's that those These legends have been around for thousands of years. Um, and it may be easier to imagine, like, a vampire hiding in a misty forest like Transylvania, you know, or yeah. Washington, like like Twilight's based off of, oh, right. out of. We would never think, like, the beachy shores of Santorini, you know? I don't know. Weren't there vampires in Twilight from Italy or Greece or something? Italy. From Italy. Yeah, but they stayed in, like, this castle. I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. Don't put too much thought into the Twilight books. <laughs> right, true. Oh, you mean it's not real? Why sunny Santorini? Why is this Why is this where they think that there was a lot of vampires? But the, I think Santorini is on the coastal, but across from Santorini are little islands. And uh, they didn't. They believed that the vampires couldn't cross the moving water. Oh. So a lot of people that they feared would turn into vampires were buried on these, these islands. And these are the vampire islands they're talking about. Oh, okay. And the main reason they believe that someone would actually turn into a vampire, a Greek vampire, would be an improper burial. Uh, but also, the character of the person who was buried also played a huge role. Means spirited and jealous people were more at risk. Oh, Ashley's a vampire for sure. But yeah, she gone. She gone. Not jealous, <laughs> just mean. Yeah. Well, it was nice to know you. <laughs> <laughs> see you again when you're dead. See you when I see ya. <laughs> But also, like, on the other side of that, too, is they also believe that people who were wronged or in need of justice would also turn into a vampire. So almost like coming back to, like, oh. seek their justice, yeah. get their revenge. Um, so a lot of these stories, they survived in many Greek islands, Crete, Santorini, Rhodes, uh, for thousands of years for only minor differences. Uh, in medieval Greece, locals would often, they'd end up burying their dead in, like, a small, inhibited island um, since the vampires cannot cross the body water. These islands are known as Vampire Islands. I said this oh, already. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I am so going off a list. Yeah. So opposite of Skyros in Greece, what they call these vampire islands, I, 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 I don't. Why can't I say L's today? <laughs> no. It's not intentional. 
So these little like vampire islands, they're 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 called and here's that word again, Bicola Conicia, I believe. I could I think I'm butchering that. But the name was reportedly given to these islands after they were used to isolate those who had contracted the bubonic plague. So there's a huge link between this and the bubonic plague. Mm -hmm. It's not really like fully clear why the legends of the bubonic plague have the connection with the vampires, but uh, during this like health crisis, bodies would be casually burned in a ditch, so they were they were missing out on their ritual burial. Can I can I interject some things I've learned from watching like Natural Geographic or whatever it's called, right? So I think that, so with the Black Plague, kind of like with the yellow fever and everything, they would bury them far away because they thought it would be contagious if they buried them in the ground. And then I've also heard theories where they would bury them upside down. And I wonder if that has something to do with it as Um, well. And I think the reason they buried people upside down is because they were afraid of them crawling back out. So, yeah. If they were crawling, they're crawling further into the earth, not out of it. Yeah. So yeah. So they were they they were burned. So they didn't get their proper burial. And so and also, well, you weren't wrong to avoid spreading the disease. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was right. Are you right? Unfortunately, and this is like a lot of people's biggest nightmare. A lot of them were buried alive. Oh hell no! Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't yeah. do it. This happened even in an America side. You know, we that's why we put bells on the side of outside of graves. Yeah. So if they and we had that's why we had. But not crypt keepers, I guess, but like really? it happened so often that they it was like a thing. Yeah. Like they put bills on every Yeah. Because they weren't sure if you were dead or not. And that shit still happens today. Yeah. It's crazy. Y'all better make sure I'm actually dead. Mm-hmm. No, Shouldn't move. Yeah, Elena and I are gonna have to go over there uh, when you're in your casket and be like, Elena and I are taking all of your money. No, all we have to do is walk over there and say, Where's your husband from again? She won't help herself, she'll have to say Galway. <laughs> Fuck both y'all bitches. That's the thing that even hold back. <laughs> Fuck both y'all bitches. <sighs> it, was, it was Sweden, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <sighs> and then we're buried alive when these bodies were dug out to be transported to their final burial ground. Like they said that their arms and legs were placed in like ways that that, that indicated that they were like not happy i don't know what given the bird i, I don't i don't i don't know what that means like were you just like you know like yeah. what's a greek thought like middle finger i think it's know? that i think it's, it's the it. two arms crossed right oh like, yeah maybe i don't know yeah so I don't, I don't know what that means but apparently they were that way so i don't maybe, maybe with a frowny face i mean i don't know how <laughs> did you do that I, it was not very clear <laughs> But I do wonder if that's where the old uh, idea that vampires are laying in the casket with their hands crossed oh. over each other. Oh, so, maybe that's what it means. Yeah. yeah. So this is why historians believe that they were angry that they were thrown into a ditch and they weren't properly buried. And that's why they might have come back as vampires. In the past couple of decades, there's actually been like a lot of archaeological finds, archaeological finds pertaining to vampire burial sites. Interesting, right? You would like, no one thinks about vampires anymore. And there's a whole research being done on them. So the most recent, so the most recent example was actually in Poland in July two thousand thirteen. This I don't know and that, that they said that there were skeletal remains. They were found wedged in a brick wall. Mm. Yeah. So the most recent find for these archaeological finds with archaeological finds was in Poland in July two thousand thirteen, and they found skeletal remains that had a brick just shoved into its mouth. Oh my god! I, I could you first off? How do you eat a brick? Ow. Can we consider the noise that it would make? It makes my, oh. like, you know when, like, you know when certain noise no. make your teeth clench? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at right now. My teeth hurt. You're making my teeth hurt. <laughs> huh? 
Oh. Yeah, hate it. Thanks. Thank you. I hate it. But they said this is like this is like a suspected vampire. This is how they know that this person was suspected of being a vampire. Because traditional means of execution for the area, oh the my. era, yeah, and the region. A male vampire it was called an upier, and a female one was called a word I can't pronounce. Upier zygia. Upier psychia. Sure, let's go with that. We're going with that. These are not Greek vampires. Poland vampires were fierce creatures. That, was so, that were also known to eat their burial shrouds. 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 The, clo- the clothes are buried in. So what's interesting about the find with Poland and its relation to the Greeks, though, is that they're like, they're really not, I mean, they're 1,400 miles apart. But really, that's like that, we, that's, we could travel that in the United States. It's just, you know. Yeah, but not back then. Yeah, but they had their own type of vampires and so did Greek. And this is where I started to get really interested in past religions and stuff, or like just beliefs or legends and like folk tales, you know, folklore, that they, we all have like a common one. Like, like yeah. they're really not different from each other. Yeah. So why, you know? How is it that there's probably a very similar legend in Brazil as there is in right. Greece, you yeah. know? Why, what's the reasoning? It's just really, maybe it's just travelers and they tell their stories and it spreads. They make their own renditions. Or maybe they're real. May- have y'all ever considered that? I mean, have you ever not seen one? I've never not seen a vampire. <laughs> Sorry, distorted. So one of the particular islands is called Lesbos. Also know it's so this is like this is the vampire island. This is where the mass graves of the vampires that were currently exhumed by archaeologists have been studied in the island for the past 40 years. For 40 years this research has been going on. That's insane. That's more that's longer than I have lived. And one of the most recent discoveries was two skeletons were found still pinned within their coffin with long metal stakes. Oh, my. Like, they were that scared of this. They also discovered evidence of a small surrounding... They also discovered evidence of a small surrounding inlet known as Pramiphilia. Pramiphilia. Because that's the word you're familiar with. That's why you're going to that. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard. There's a small inlet that lies about a few kilometers off the coast, which could be a mass burial site for vampires. There's a lot of study to be done. So if you were into like historical stuff like this and you want to be an archaeologist, there's lots to be done. So about another 411 miles south of the island of Lesbos was another island called Kamini. And this was known for like vampire exiles. So it's like a powerful place that was known for the execution and exile of vampires. And so relatives of the deceased, they would go there to prep the body. And they would place a small cross compromised of a piece of silver. Or they would use two pieces of wood into the mouth of the corpse. I don't know oh. why wood in the mouth. Like, I don't I don't get that practice uh-huh. at all. That's so weird. But their hands would be bound by rope. And that would be saturated with holy water. Before placing the body on a boat and transporting their loved ones to the island. So, again, there's that body of water that they can't cross. The belief was that because of the volcano the, that was near this island, the soil was really rich in sulfur, which would inha- inhibit the corpse from rising once more. Oh. Yeah. The families also have an additional security of knowing that if the deceased were to turn into a vampire, it would not be able to cross the salt water. Like, it was a lot of precautions to make sure they didn't come back and throw stones at them as they went to church. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> be kicking rocks at me, man. <laughs> yeah, bye, man. <laughs> So these cautious family, in fact, they were preserving their dead because the high level of sulfur combined with the antibacterial properties of the soil worked together to delay the composition of the co- the, the corpse while mummifying the remains. So really, oh, they so preserve these bodies, just... which does make them seem like they might be a little immortal. That is a little weird. That's a little creepy. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. So they, they say that the island of the dead, 
this island. It won't melt. Thus, numerous, uh, like numerous mass vampire graves are being discovered more and more frequently, which is really cool, right? Because they, because they've been preserved for so long due to the sulfur and the antibacterial properties of it all, it gives archaeologists a better way of like understanding these rituals. It does seem you're the science mind, not me, but it does seem kind of like the perfect storm. Yeah. Of a place to bury. Yeah. You know, whoever, but then they had these crazy beliefs that they were actual vampires or they might become a vampire or whatever the heck they I don't, were thinking. I don't know. And so then it just like kind of made the perfect storm to make them into mummies that if you open the casket, yeah, they probably still look kind of sort of the same. It's funny because you've got two legends here going on. You got mummies and you got vampires, right. both because like immortal creatures, but it's like remix <laughs> you know what i want to go there when and if we go there are we taking are we taking a ouija board i don't want to bring a ouija board on a plane we might have to make one we'll just make one we always make one i know i have one now every but time, every single time i say i'm not doing the ouija board anymore it's fucking weird it creeps me out i don't want to do it and every motherfucking time you guys are like let's make a Ouija board it won't like just one more time Ashley and then I figure out yeah I'm fucking sitting here with my fucking fingers on a planchette moving some shit around me <laughs> but we get good shit don't we god damn it <laughs> Oh. So anyway, so tying it all together I think that the, I don't know if we can actually go on these vampire islands oh. I don't know if you have to like some places are just kind of reserved more for scientists like, there's a little island off of Michigan where they they observe uh, the wolf and the moose population and the way that it oscillates and, that like, how the, that island responds to the predation either rising or falling. Also, like, all the way down to even the bushes that mooses will eat from, they've developed more and more thorns to prevent the mooses from eating those bushes. Is it mooses, mooses, or moose? <laughs> it's clearly mooses. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Duh. 100%. A hundred percent. There's Ashley. Drink. I don't know if these islands are like that too, if you can actually travel to them. It'd be really cool if you could, but most of the time these like historical sites are reserved, but we're talking about bucket list items and they don't have to make a lot of sense. Yeah. So this is what I went with. I thought it was cool. And I bet that even if they aren't real vampires, which I'm going to go ahead and bet my last $2 that they're not. You don't know that. It could absolutely be haunted. Oh, it's haunted. It's no, haunted. You know? you know, if we go to Greece and someone starts throwing stones as me, at me as I'm walking to the chapel, then I will confirm. Absolutely, 100%. It's going to be me. Out. It's going to be me that throws the stones. I'm just going to stand up here and throw stones. There we go. Now we know. Let it be known. <laughs> All right, so Ashley, tell us about yours. Okay, so y'all, I so badly wanted out of all three of us to be the one that chose an international destination to be my top bucket list haunted place to go. And eventually, especially when I'm the one that's always pushing these two girls to get their asses off the couch and go travel. But I'm actually going to have to say that my top bucket list place is actually Savannah, Georgia. I want to go so bad. I want chicken and waffles. Can we go to Paula Deen's? Okay, well, listen. When you think of Savannah... What drink do you think of? Chicken and waffles rounded up. That's not a drink, you weirdo. You can blend I mean, it. That's, that's literally disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think of like... I have no idea. I think that. of like two ladies sitting on the porch with their little cocktail with a little ice in it, a little, you know, a little something, something on Just the side. bless your heart. Saying, bless your heart and get off my lawn. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Get off my property. Exactly. Yeah, correct. The correct answer is... Peach old fashioned. Ooh. Yeah, so you got two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of peach juice, two dashes of orange bitters. Orange? Orange is a word. Orange? 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 Orange?
word. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. I do now. Two dashes of orange bitters, one slice of peach cut into cubes, and then garnish with peach slices and mint spring. And, of course, add that big old thing of ice. And there you go. You got a peach old-fashioned. Sounds Ooh, delicious. It sounds peachy. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but, like, seriously, Savannah is widely known as the most haunted city in America. So I'm surprised that you guys weren't like, oh, yeah, Savannah, all the way, 100%. Because we're going with bucket list. No, I mean, I totally, you know, I totally get it. And look, in today's climate, who knows? Savannah's a long way from where we live. So it's kind of hard to get to. It's just about, it's hard to get to Savannah right now as it is to get to Ireland or Greece. I mean, from, yeah, because y'all live out in the middle of no man's land, no good airports around. Yes, the answer is yes. It's just as freaking expensive for y'all to get to Savannah. It's true. And remember, I've actually been to Savannah quite a few times because I lived in Georgia for a couple years when I was younger, but my family never did like the haunted thing. So even though I've been to some of these places, it was never the intention of the hauntedness. And now I really want to go back as an adult and view it from the eerie side of history. Sounds like a trip. It's a good trip. I can't wait. But uh, the one place that I remember and I'm dying to go back to now that I went to as a kid was the Pirate House. Have you guys heard of this place? No. It's a restaurant in one of the oldest sections of Savannah. And it was built in the mid-1700s. In fact, it was one of the first inns built in Savannah when they were building the city or the town. Hmm. It was built for an inn. It was an inn for sailors. Uh Uh-oh. That's always trouble. Uh huh. So speaking of sailors, the inn turned into a hot spot for pirates. Hence why it's called Ooh. the Pirate House. R. R. And the so inn has Orlando Blue. Some, some booty. <laughs> they get in that booty. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> uh, remember, Savannah's on a river, which leads out into the ocean. The inn actually had tunnels leading from the basement to the river. So the pirates would use those tunnels to kidnap people and either sell them into slavery or use them as slaves on their own pirate ships. And the tunnels are still there to this day. And when we're there, obviously we're going to have to have a place to stay because we're going to, I mean, you're not going to go to Savannah and just stay at the freaking Marriott. No. You're going to stay in the most haunted hotel that they've got there, which is the Hamilton Turner Inn. Ooh. A little fun fact about this place is there's a rumor that Haunted Mansion, the Disney movie, yeah, is, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like based? Inspired by the mm. look of the Hamilton Turner house. Ooh. You gotta tell a story. You gotta, speaking of the haunted mansion, you have to tell a story about Thea and her experience with the haunted mansion at Disney World. My child is <laughs> okay. Look, Thea, my oldest, she is a thrill seeker. She loves roller coasters and water slides, and the bigger, the faster, the better. Like she's all down for it. So I thought, okay, you don't want to go on. It's a small world. That's a big ride at Disney World, right? But your baby sister, she that's all she wants to do. They just wanted to do It's a Small World over and over and over again. So I said, Thea, why don't you go do Haunted Mansion with your dad, and I'll do the baby ride with your sister. And <laughs> she got off that ride, and we met back up. She gave me the look of death. <laughs> and she was like, how dare you? And I was like, 
what was wrong? And she was like, that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I had hold on to dad the entire time. I was crying. That was not fun. You said it was only a little bit scary. It was super scary. So mad. Like, she would not let me live this day. She still brings it up to this day. And we went freaking nine months ago. (laughs) She hates me. Poor baby. Man, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over her. Uh, okay but going back to the Hamilton Turner house so it's known to be the most haunted inn in Savannah so you're talking about the most haunted town in America and then now we're talking about the most haunted inn inside the most haunted town in America so this place got to be legit so the backstory the first people that owned this house were Samuel and Sarah Hamilton Samuel was a naval officer who fought for the Union but lived in Savannah. Fun fact is Sarah, his wife, was actually married to his brother, William, before William died. That was common. (laughs) Was it? That was common back then. Yeah, it was like, when you know someone's from a good family, a.k.a. they got the money, you just stay in that family. (laughs) Well, so fun fact. Didn't they inherit wives? Didn't you put them in your will? Um... Well, I don't know about inheriting, but fun fact, your great-grandmother, my grandmother, was married to the older brother. He died in the war, and she married his brother and had my mom, your grandmother. What? Yep. Oh. I, our family tree's braid. It's a braid. It's not a tree. It's a braid. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put that on the podcast, but go ahead and put out all your dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways... Sam was paid really well as a naval officer, and so they had this big, beautiful home in Savannah, and he also had a love for art. So naturally, when you have a lot of art in your home, what do you do when you've got money? You hire a guard to sit on top of your roof with a gun to make sure no one breaks into your house. What? Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But here's what's crazy is that guard was murdered <gasps> on top of the roof. No he way. Yes, but they don't know who shot him. I mean, like, he's on top of the house. So how could someone get up there, you know, Yeah. and, and murder him? So obviously no one wanted the job after that. They figured it's, maybe it was Samuel, maybe it was Sarah. Like, who, who the fuck knows who killed him? Like, I don't know. I ain't working for that family. That family's cursed. Hell no. So Samuel decided, all right, fine, fuck it. I'll sit on top of my roof with a gun, and I'm a badass. I was a naval officer for the fucking Union. Like, I'll guard my own shit. Soon after of him starting to guard his own roof, he got sick, and he ends up dying. Weird. So is the roof haunted? We can do a Ouija board on the rooftop. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So both Samuel and the guard used to smoke cigars on top of the roof. Why Uh, have this massive house and be like, you know what? I want to go to the roof. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite so place. Strange. Man, are you kidding me? And it's hot and humid. When we lived in that house here in Texas, that was a very southern style home. I would go outside and sit on the roof just to relax all the time. Really? Oh yeah, it's like something about just getting hot above the land, and you could just look out, and it's like no one else would know that you're up there, and you could just relax. Hmm. Well, when I was growing up, we'd lay on the roof with Crisco oil and suntan. So there's that. Okay. Well, yeah, and everybody wonders why your generation has a shit ton of skin cancer. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little sun in in your hair, Crisco on your skin, like a blonde turkey roasting up on the roof. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me of the, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer gets the 
It's pretty much like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the inn also was almost destroyed in the Great Savannah Fire, 1898. Oh. Um, there's always a fire. Just... Don't feel like there's always a fire in these haunted places. Oh, yeah. No, there's quite a few fires when it comes to Savannah. Mm. Um, remember Sherman's March down to Savannah? Yeah. It destroyed everything until he got to Savannah and then burnt Savannah to the ground. That's true. Yeah. Little history uh, lesson. Little history lesson. So then, with a new owner, I'm so I'm assuming it's part of the Turner from the Hamilton Turner house. But with the new owner, there were um, kids playing, and they were rolling the pool balls around, and they were rolling them down the stairs, playing with them. But there was a little girl at the bottom of the staircase, and those pool balls, you know, they've got some weight to them, and it knocked her in the head, and it killed. Oh no! Yeah. So. There's a few things that people say that they hear when they, or they see, people have seen stuff at this, at this inn. They hear or see a man smoking a cigar on top of the house. They hear billiards balls being rolled down the stairs or rolled down the hallways. And then they hear kids running around playing and laughing too. Ooh. So of course, well, we got to stay there. It's always kids. It's always kids. I'm going to have chicken and waffles on a rooftop. Listen to kids play below me. With. A peach old-fashioned. With a peach old-fashioned. There's also the Marshall House that we have to stay at because it's been a hospital three times. Once was for Union soldiers. Dude, a Union soldier hospital in Savannah during the Civil War. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about all the cool haunted horror stories that are just inside this house. Yeah. I mean, seriously, when I was searching for Savannah just to find things to do there, like, you can't, you have to, you throw a stone in any which direction, and you're hitting a haunted place no matter where you go. Yeah. You could go to Houston, you're like, all right, there's, like, four places in all of Houston. You know, you could go to Portland, and you're like, okay, here's a couple of streets or whatever. There's not a single direction that something in Savannah is haunted. It is insane. I mean, you've got the old pink house, the Moon River Brewing Company, the haunted 1790 Inn, Tondi's tavern which y'all bitches would love because it's a fucking tavern the davenport house which i went to as a kid i mean there's endless places for us to go so uh, like i'm ready i'm ready to go now i've already got the itinerary booked i need four to five days three to four nights that's it uh do you have your PTO accrued yet, Elena? <laughs> I only have 11 hours saved right now. That's just not going to do for Savannah. Well, damn. Because I think we would easily need a week. I mean, I can make a week happen. There's so much to do, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, there's also places that we have to go to just because I went to as a kid. So you guys are going to have to go with me there, too. Yeah. I mean, like, the famous water fountain there where there was only three made in the entire world. One is in Savannah. One is in Paris, France, and the other one was locked during World War II. Oh, so there's only two left. There's only two left, but three were made. And then there's the bench that you can go sit on where Forrest Gump sat on that bench when he recorded, or not Forrest Gump, but what's that guy Tom Hanks sat on <laughs> during Forrest Gump whenever he filmed that, you know, Life is Like a Box of Chocolates. You can go sit on that bench. Oh, that's Ooh. cool. There's so much cool stuff to do in Savannah. Like, next on the list have to go to I'm itching to travel let's go now all right let's do savannah <laughs> let's do it all right so i think that kind of wraps up our bucket list we would love to hear you guys bucket list and why uh, or if you just if you don't have one 
you know, if you have a moment, look up just a country or a place you're interested in, add haunted to it, and then just kind of see what comes up and let us know what you find. Or if you've been to any of the places that we've mentioned and have a story about it, let us know on our Facebook page or via email. Yeah. Uh, So our Facebook page, once again, is Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted Podcast Group. And our email is ghostroastedandtoastedpodcast at gmail.com. Again, I forgot to do the id at ghosted. (laughs) So it's just ghost roasted and toasted podcast at gmail.com you guys are going to learn the further on this podcast goes that all of us have a little bit of add adhd in there so it's not uncommon we have add adhd in no time and 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 no ocd i can tell you that oh no i that is my problem is i am ocd which is why it takes me so long to edit these podcasts (laughs) so we had to hire someone hi tristan hi tristan So yeah, that wraps up our show and uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, it's Elena and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that, my friends, was a solid three-star shit show. Cheers Cheers to to that. that.